Stock futures are higher, mortgage apps are solid. As rates dropped, it seems the housing market still has plenty of buyers waiting in the wings. Let's discuss it with the team at Cortland. Brad Dillman the chief economist back with us. Brad, good morning. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Good to be with you again. Appreciate that. So let's talk some housing buyers here because it seems like they're pretty resilient. Uh, even with uh, banks struggling, the last couple weeks have seen pretty strong mortgage applications, purchases, refinances. What's going on? Well, I think, you, as you mentioned in the previous segment, I think you're right. You know, the 10 years given back about 50 basis points uh, in March, and that's certainly helping that, that marginal buyer. Right now, how much of it is coming from a lack of supply? The fact that uh, there's just not enough uh, compared to demand, uh, is that still a major factor here? Yes, uh, our analysis would be that it is. Uh, but at the same time, some of this improvement that we're seeing, right, we've already seen it in mortgage applications. I don't think we're going to see it in pending home sales uh, today. I think that's going to maybe take one tick down before it, it moves back up. But essentially, I think some of the strength that we're seeing right now will translate to more listings this spring. Seasonality-wise, uh, where are we right now as we're kind of exiting winter? Are things naturally supposed to heat up a little bit? Yeah, yeah, of course. You're typically expecting more to, to, to come to market in the spring. Um, that's going to vary, you know, by region of the country. Down here in Atlanta, things are starting to take off. But if you look further north, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a delay. What's the fallout? Is there anything? I mean, like, if you didn't know that uh, a couple banks in California just went belly up and you were just looking at the housing data, would it show up anywhere? Would you have said, okay, something weird happened during this period? I think the biggest thing, you know, if I was to just look at only, you know, owned housing, right, has just been this, this change with, you know, home price declines on the West Coast, kind of anything, you know, west of the Rockies, obviously, you know, some exceptions. And then on the eastern part of the country, still relatively strong. I don't think you could see a bank crisis anywhere in the housing data, um, you know, for, at face value. Uh, but certainly this uh, pendulum swing of home price declines on one part of the country and then still some moderate growth in the other is certainly something that, that would make one question just what's going on in housing overall. What right now are the weak points? Is it just purely a regional? It seems like uh, as far as like the recession indicators go, they're pretty concentrated on the West Coast. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, a lot of this really still goes back to low rates in the pandemic, right, leading to high home prices and sort of the impact of that in terms really of people's savings. And we know people's savings increased, but the personal savings rate really fell sharply. It has started to increase. When we look at high home prices, we really have to negotiate the fact that not only do people have to pay a higher payment, they have to have more savings. Now, they might be able to accumulate some savings, say, on the West Coast where they're paying high rents. But then, of course, they've moved to those areas of the near West. And our migration data would indicate, and we at Cortland are using some cell phone-based information, cell phone data to inform our migration models, would indicate that migration, in-migration into some of these near-west markets like a Phoenix and a Boise has really been cut in half um, over the last year. And so I think that's a reflection of sort of that, that burn-off of people who'd moved out in the pandemic, moved out for affordability, and now that push factor is not quite as strong. And mm. it's going to get less strong as home prices on the West Coast become more affordable as they go down. How much more? I got a late night text from my West Coast grandma. I love you, grandma. Trying to sell her home in India. Been going on for months. Uh, beautiful three bedroom. <laughs> and uh, it's just not finding buyers. Nothing wrong with it. Been there many times. Great place. Uh, I mean, my advice to her has been if you didn't get people uh, nibbling with interest in the last three months as mortgage rates drop, probably tell your, your uh, 
uh, your agent that you need to drop the price more. I mean, is that the case? Are we going to have to see prices go down even further here? It could be. But you, got, you, know, you, could, you could tell your, your grandmother that it is only March, right? You've got a couple of months here still in, okay. in spring, and maybe things will improve. Um, but yeah, I mean, how, just how far down is it going to go? I mean, that's the big question, right? We, we can all talk about the Fed. We can talk about whether or not we actually you know, get the job losses at some forecast. You know, others have been upgrading their jobs outlook based on population revisions and more capacity you know, in the labor force. So uh, it's really going to depend on some of these macro moves, I think, about just how far down home prices have to go. And then, of course, any given house you know, in a given area, it's all very idiosyncratic. So the uh, banks haven't really played a huge role in creating volatility in the sector right now. I mean, obviously, the regional banks are where a lot of this lending happens. Should there be some ripple effect from this? Uh, or is this just going to get shifted on to whatever bank takes those assets? Well, I, I think you're still going to have banks lend. You know, we have to remember, too, we do have you know the, the Federal Housing Authority to insure loans that, that many banks otherwise would not make. So. There is a lot of sort of you know government support to the mortgage market in the U.S. Certainly at, at certain price points, and so I think we'll see that kind of kick into effect. I wouldn't expect any kind of liquidity crisis in the sense that people won't be able to get a mortgage. Uh, any crisis in that space is really just because the prices are so high and the payments are so big that you're having to look at wage growth and dual income effects to really make up for it. Uh, where are we at right now in comparing the strength of uh, the rental market uh, to the buying market? Uh, a lot of our focus kind of shifted the last uh, quarter or two over to the rent side as things were getting pretty extreme and the pickup in rent prices is pretty high. Uh, where are we at on that? Do you see stabilization there or is it still generally uh, increasing? It is uh, starting to stabilize. We're seeing some indications of that. So over the last six months, if you were just to look at annual rent growth, uh, it has slowed down dramatically from unsustainable highs. Um, you know, a forecast for this year would still look relatively weak, but if we look to the new lease rent growth side, we're starting to see some support there. Um, occupancy rates, you know, on average across the submarkets that I track are actually slightly below their pre-COVID level. I'd expect that to actually start to increase in the near term. A lot of people point to supply. Um, there is certainly a lot of uh, multifamily housing starts still underway. We have done a big supply validation study where we actually had all of our regional teams drive specific sites, and we found that about eight and a half percent of under construction multifamily properties, and I'm talking institutional grade, you know, so over 100 units, about eight and a half percent of those under construction are actually still really in a pending category in the sense that they're planning. They're not really actively under construction. Hmm. So a lot of the supply that I think a lot of people fear is, is really not really there. Uh, when oh. one actually goes puts boots on the ground. And uh, the risk of uh, those pending homes not getting built, is that something we should be considering if there is a deeper slowdown in the economy? Yeah, I think you, you could see some risk in some markets like Arizona that you might see some distressed uh, construction, particularly if you know their own financial uh, arrangements you know, due to higher rates uh, become problematic. But distressed construction could be uh, an issue in some markets, and I would cite Phoenix as an example. All right. Uh, like the uh, specific regions here and the update on where some of that uh, migration flow is going. I'll pass along the info to, to Grandma. Thanks, Brad Dillman. Appreciate it. Thank you. You got it, Chief Economist at Cortland. All right. Mortgage apps solid here this morning. Uh, rents, uh, rental buildings trying to get built, but maybe something there to keep an eye on if things do slow down. But otherwise, the banking situation doesn't seem to be creating much volatility for the housing market.